Translating Arcadia tells the stories of people who belong elsewhere, and the pain that comes from being trapped here instead. Their contents may be upsetting or uncomfortable. I've never liked the taste of I'm sorry. Never liked it either on my own lips, crossing my tongue on insect legs, wriggling its way between my teeth. Never liked it taken from another's mouth, like sugar surrounding a bitter dose of medicine. Good for you, but unpleasant going down. Other words, taken or given or shared, are more pleasing to the palate easier to accept and enjoy, easier to indulge in, to pass between pairs of lips like kisses. Those are the words I choose, to take for myself, to work down other throats, into other lungs and hearts and stomachs. He loved me because he had no choice. I overwhelmed him, his senses, his reason. I filled his eyes, worked myself under his skin, into his blood. He loved me because I crawled inside him and made it my home. He loved me because I let him, because I created and recreated him until there was nothing left but what he was meant to be, what he had wanted to be all along, what he had inside himself bound up in skin and secrets, what I looked for when others hid their eyes brought into the light. He was seventeen when I found him, unfinished, boy-like, long legs, unfitting arms, all Adam's apple and awkward pauses. He sat with knees wide, shyly taking up space, bravely out of place. I wanted, even then, to see what it would be like, to sip from his mouth like a cup. Welcome. I said, and sat next to him, not touching, close enough to touch. He swallowed, and his throat worked. I could see how it would look, the muscles, the lines of his neck, my words filling him up from the inside. You're safe here, I said, and did touch, the protrusion of a knee, my fingers, feathers, light and gone. He nodded, and I could hear his breathing. How fast it was, and shallow. How dizzy he must feel, just those gasps of air flavored with my perfume. I want... he started. His voice was deep, older than he was, rich as cream. I know, I answered, and kissed him. Let him taste those sounds. Bourbon, smoke, and sweet, biting his lips, warming his tongue. He knew how to eat, from the first, how to be fed, to consume the meals of syllables and lines I lay before him. I never needed to guide, to massage his throat like a kitten. He took them from my fingers, from my mouth, from the cupped palm of my hand like water, took and made them nearly his own. They filled him, and he grew strong, his body losing straight, coltish lines, becoming heavy, muscled, 
thin corded strength turning broad shoulders, the hollow of his belly filled, and the hollows of his cheeks, the hollows of his eyes. Starvation abated. He brimmed with the sound, with the taste of the sound. He found a language in them both, sound and taste. And once found, the language could not be contained. The words, my words, coming from him, were beautiful, human, changed through his body, through the meat of him, filtered by lymph, made palatable. He sat next to me and poured the words out like a pitcher. They were thick and sticky, clung to his hands, to the paper. They smelled sweet. I could imagine how it would be to touch my tongue to them. They would go through me like a spark, like the sweetness made better for the bitter in the center. I want, he asked. I know. And I cut him, let the words pierce his chest, drive into his palms under his nails, flay his body wide, split his skin, and reveal what lay beneath. He understood that too, the essence of pain, its taste, the way it could be delivered like spice, pleasure in the way it burned, the metallic syrup of blood filling his mouth. He accepted it as well, with no teaching, like it had been part of him all along, accepted it from my knuckles and teeth, from my clenched fist, like wine. He took it, and he grew determined. He clung to me, bit my fingers, clawed at my back, pulled my words out of me, bit and scratched until I made a place for him, until I let him pry me open in return, take pieces of my liver like a sonnet, push at my lungs like punctuation. Still, I fed him, forced the sentences in, in his mouth and in the hole I'd made in him, forced till he overfilled and grew fat, stomach softening from plain to curve, cheeks pouching, neck thickening, fat and clotted with confidence. He came to me without fear. I want, he demanded. I know. And I opened my mouth for him, opened my hands, opened my veins, but there was nothing left to give or to feed, to fill him with, nothing left to pour over him like an offering, nothing but I'm sorry, small and blue and delicate, nested inside myself like an egg, nothing but the faint hint of sugar, a lingering astringency, nothing, but I gave it to him, hands shaking, starving. I know, he said, and he smiled as he crushed it between his teeth. This story, O Malepomene, was performed by Chris. Translating Arcadia is written, directed, and edited by Lisa Guente. Its music is composed and performed by Michael Freitag. More information about the stories and their performers can be found at translatingarcadia.loudnames.com. Translating Arcadia is a production of Loud Names Media.